Welcome to Ghost Gaze, a hauntingly gay podcast. Welcome back to Ghost Gaze. I'm Carson. I'm Colleen. And today we're probably going to talk about something spoopy, something creepy, something triangular. We never talk about anything spooky. (laughs) Something triangular. (laughs) (laughs) If you saw on our Instagram, we are going to uh, record about the Bridgewater Triangle in Massachusetts. Mm. We love me some spooky Massachusetts stories. Yeah, and I actually heard about this uh, while I I went to a boarding school in Massachusetts. Yeah. And uh, people used to talk about the Bridgewater Triangle, and I was so haunted and spooky. But I, I never went anywhere near there. Um, but I think it's like above Boston, right? Um, hold on. I looked it up the other day because remember we were talking about me being able to maybe go there. <clears throat> yeah. And then oh, I realized yeah. that it would be very, very far away. So it's below me. Oh, okay. Well, still, it's like far away. Right? Yeah, it's like an hour outside of Boston. Yeah. Um, I know it's like a 200 square mile triangle, too. Um, yeah. So, on the, like geographically on the map, it's the Bridgewater yeah. Triangle, and it like forms. A pretty near perfect triangle. Yeah. Yeah, it's said to be the home of creatures and UFOs <laughs> and cannibals. Oh my god, and cults and Yeah, why I mean Oh my. Why would I want to go there <laughs> as a child? Um, because I didn't like spooky things when I was a child, but I was like, I can handle it. I'm a man. But you know, I was <laughs> 13. Yeah? Are you a man? <laughs> I'm a man. <laughs> oh, mama. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's my Johnny Bravo impression. <laughs> I love it. I love it. The Bridgewater Triangle um, is known, like I said, for all those things, but, you know, it's known for cults. And it's supposedly there's, like, a whole cult out living in the woods somewhere or living in this area. Um, are they cannibalistic? I don't know. I've never seen them, but apparently there's just like this, like a blood cult or something that lives out there. Oh, scary. Yeah. They like, yeah, they never found them. Did they, they, um, I remember reading about how they would find like the remains of all of the sacrifices and stuff like that, that they did, but they were never able to track down who was doing all of that. No, that's really weird too. So today, We are going to talk about some sightings and encounters that have been, I guess, known or been on record of happening and all of the kind of spooky things that went on there. And it kind of ranges from ghosts and ghouls to UFOs. So And Bigfoot. Let's not forget. This is like I read somewhere that the Bridgewater Triangle has like the most sightings of Bigfoot on the East Coast. Oh, really? Yeah, so like it's um a lot of people claim to see Bigfoot in like the Forest Hills area of California, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um and he's spotted a lot in like the Midwest kind of area in forests mm-hmm. and stuff. But um yeah, on the East Coast inside of the Bridgewater Triangle, I guess it have been the most reported sightings of Bigfoot. Yes. That's crazy. Right? 
right. So w- um, let's talk a little bit about what else goes on besides just Bigfoot. <laughs> in 1760, wow, crazy. In 1760, before the, US, the USA was like a thingy. Um, <laughs> a thingy. A thingy. Um, a UFO appeared in the sky. Ooh. Now it says... It was just another morning in New England in 1760 when a strange noise that no one could identify began echoing from the sky. Witnesses observed a strange glowing shape above, bright enough to cast a shadow in broad daylight. The light was reportedly seen by both Roxbury and Bridgewater, Massachusetts, by multiple people. The local papers recorded it, and it became very it became the very first UFO sighting in the Bridgewater Triangle. It was the first of many strange incidents to come. Oh, so like this was That's the nuts. first weird thing that they noticed within this yeah. like, geographical triangle. Mm-hmm. And I know with, I guess, and I, I guess I don't know with aliens, but with UFOs or something, um, it's been reported that they go to certain places to recharge. Like I've heard there's uh, places in like Texas or Kansas that have big, tornadoes or they have like big areas of that happen that tornadoes happen they also see a lot of ufos so i'm wondering if this is another like energetic area as well that ufos are coming to recharge their ships that's what i i believe like the alienologists or whatever are saying that they do um yeah aliens insert (laughs) meme Um, that's really interesting to think about because, like, yeah, well, um, and also, oh, sorry, I was gonna say real quick that it was also seen by both Roxbury and uh, Bridgewater. So I was gonna look and see how far away these areas are from each other, real quick. Well, Roxbury is like up closer to Boston, yeah, like, I could get to Roxbury by train. Let's see, two, yeah, that's, it's like a good half hour, 45 minutes, yeah, 45 minute drive, and it's about 30 miles, so people were seeing this UFO for, in a range of 30 miles, it was, and could it have been, like, um, an eclipse, maybe, but, you know, you never know. So, um, I read another theory about the UFO that, um, ties into it being like the first weird thing seen in that area Mm -hmm. um some people believe that they like dropped something off in like the forest area around where it was seen Ooh. like they left some kind of technology or maybe even aliens were left maybe that's like the cult back there Maybe. maybe that's the the people that like the strange deaths and they're being able to cover it up because they're aliens or is the cult just humans trying to summon the aliens back in some weird right. virtualistic manner. Yeah. Yeah. It was really fun. It was really interesting. Um, especially the Roxbury to Bridgewater mm-hmm. length that both people were seeing it from there and hearing it from there. I don't know if they were hearing it in that area, but that's pretty cool. All right, Colleen, you want to get this next one? Yes. Okay. So like, Most things early in our country, the history ties into Native American lore, right? So, um, one of the 
Native American lores that people believe have been cited in this area are thunderbirds. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're like giant, giant birds with uh, special powers. Um, Yes. So they there have been numerous sightings of these like they say that they look like pterodactyls kind of. But I'm going to Google a thunderbird. No, not the car. (laughs) <laughs> here i'm gonna send you a picture okay <laughs> that's funny the first thing it pulled up was thunderbird from fantastic beasts no <laughs> hold on thanks but no yeah big okay. scary bird big scary did you draw bird, this right no i did not did draw, draw this? that <laughs> i did not draw it. No. <laughs> no it's just a photo i had saved when i was doing research on this um so wow. anyways there have been like numerous numerous sightings of these creatures in this area right mm-hmm. um in 1971 there was a, a police sergeant named thomas downey who was driving uh near easton massachusetts which is like in that general area obviously yeah. and uh he claims now this is like his uh report kind of thing ready mm-hmm. so he claims that it was well after midnight when he uh reached Bird Hill near his house. Uh, yeah. And he said that he saw a large, massive creature with a wingspan far wider than the width of his police car. And then later said that the bird flew down and dropped down to the pavement and was at least two or three feet above the roof of his car, which meant that it would have been at least six feet tall. Oh. Um. And he said that when it opened its wings, he estimated that its wingspan would be between 10 to 12 feet. Oh, damn. Okay. And he said that he stopped his vehicle at an intersection and he kind of just took a second and studied this giant bird that's now like in the middle of the road. <laughs> yeah. And it, <laughs> he said that it flapped its wings a couple of times and then just flew straight up and over the trees and just disappeared into the swamp. Jeez. So he called um, the station and was like, hey, Mm -hmm. guys, um, I don't know if I've just been working too many double shifts or like uh, if I'm hallucinating, maybe I just had a stroke, but I just saw (laughs) a giant fucking bird. It might be worth it to go check it out. Um, And so it says that a car was dispatched, but they searched the entire area and nobody ever saw signs of that bird again. Scary. And the thing was. Real quick, sorry. Um, the thing was, is that Sergeant Downey, the man who saw it, was like the hard ass at the police station. Like he was facts mm-hmm. are facts are facts guy, you know, like he never uh, believed yeah. anything like that. So for so him he's not to be the type the of person to see this giant bird that was that, like shook him. He was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And he's not the type of person to like make up stories like this either. So, of exactly. course, people are going to be like, what are you talking about? Right. I think that's why they sent a patrol car out so quickly. Yeah. Because he was the one that was like, hey, I just saw something really fucking weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Um, Thunderbirds. Um, I know the only thing I know about Thunderbirds is they have, I think it says in here, this, oh, they, oh, it says in here, so they have, quote, great powers. But um, are Thunderbirds the the creatures that are supposed to bring upon, like, rain and storms? Is that what I'm thinking of, or is that a different one? Um, yes, you're right, actually. Okay, okay so I, 
Um, and it was near a swamp. Ooh, you know, it was the rainy season. So it's um, it says that the Thunderbird is a magical animal that protects them from evil. It rides in on a storm, its eyes flashing with lightning and extraordinary uh, wings roaring like thunder. Ooh. So maybe it was protecting him against something. storms are involved, but it's not that it brings like storms for the land. It's that's but it right. rides in on to protect its people. Gotcha. Maybe it appeared because it was saving him from something that was ahead that uh, was going to kill him or something, you know, maybe especially if it says it's supposed to be a protector, it could be like, Hey, I'm showing myself because you're going to fucking die. And the thing is, is that people sent like, this was 1971, you know, and people mm-hmm. have laughed at this man ever since he came out with the story, but he right. stuck to his guns. He's like, no, I fucking know what I saw. Like it was, a thunderbird. I saw it. It was real. Yeah, that's nuts. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But nuts. I thought so too. Yeah. Next one. Yeah, go for it. Okay. So as you mentioned before, the area played a huge part in Native American conflict. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, and there is one instance where one of the I want to say this tribe's name right. Sorry. In 1675, Chief Medicom of the Wampanoag tribe, also known as King Philip, was uh, allegedly on his deathbed after a bloody fatalistic conflict in what is now known as King Philip's War. Native Americans tried to drive the English colonists out of New England. Chief Medicom was slain in in a swamp two years before the conflict's end. Now, okay, so this is where it gets interesting. Now, according to, like, legend, what he did was he put a curse upon Bridgewater Triangle before perishing in the mud. Now, it says, now a dark curse hangs over the land and is often blamed for many of the area's strange occurrences. So that's that's interesting that that was immediately after the Thunderbird um, aspect of the uh, whole thing, because if he oh. put a curse on the land and you know he was a native american tribesman i can imagine that the reason that there are so many thunderbird sightings is because he put that curse on the land and they're protecting him yeah okay i get that if the, if the bird flew off towards the swamp i can only imagine that it was there to protect him and his land Hmm. yeah okay that makes sense he could be protecting maybe oh because i know there are a lot of sightings of native american ghosts Mm-hmm. Um, and spirits like that. So maybe there there were some ghosts or spirits crossing through and uh, didn't want to scare the man any further or something. You know what I mean? Something like that, protecting him from, you know, from, uh, from I, harm. I, really, I don't imagine that it was there to protect the police officer that saw it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant, is that he wasn't there to protect the police officer. He was trying to shield him from something. I like that, or stop that, him that from theory getting somewhere. that you just mentioned about potentially it was native american spirits crossing through maybe the thunderbird was Mm -hmm. there to help guide them yeah that could be it too i don't know if that's part of the lore maybe i should look that up and you know but yeah you know i actually i know you know this but our listeners don't recently i found out that i am part native american and um there's a place in texas where it's it was this old native american like I think battleground at some point and a lot of native Americans like ghost sightings happening through the woods. And they say, if you see one, he's supposed to like connect you and with your spirit animal and with like, 
give you more insight, basically. And I've always wanted to go and that do that. That would be fun for you. You should do that. Yeah, I think it'd be really that fun. Be it's so, uh, that, that would be such an amazing experience for you to go do. So, yeah, it's really interesting to think about how, like, everything, not only is there a large amount of supernatural or weird energy or activity in this area, it all sorts of kind of ties together in different ways. Yeah. And, like, yeah. it's uh, again, it's interesting to think that last fact where he cursed the land, like, mm-hmm. that's why it's all concentrated in this area. That makes sense. It's very interesting to think about. Yeah, I get that. Well, maybe uh, just, like, the general triangle shape on the map is where the tribe resided. That's what I was thinking too. Maybe the, the triangle is where like three uh, maybe lookouts. Cause I, I'm assuming to protect their land, they would have some sort of lookouts and right, like major like, corners or points or something. So maybe they, those were the points of location for the lookouts or something. Maybe. All right. Bringing it forward a little bit not so much the 16 or 1700s more modern you know mm-hmm. um let's talk about cults Ooh, and the 90s yes one of my favorite time periods and one of my favorite creepy humanistic activities to talk about it was my favorite year that i was born <laughs> uh, 92 yep i i loved being born in 92 I bet you did. The world yes. wasn't ready, Mr. Snowstorm, no. baby. Neither were my parents. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Um. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> like we said, this starts in the 1990s. Um, the Freetown police started to find, like, multiple cows just completely mutilated, just, like, ripped apart in nearby forests, right? They were all slain in ritualistic manners, and some people, like, it was kind of the era of satanic panic and all of that, so they immediately jumped to, oh, satanic cult. I found the dates that I was looking for, by the way. Cool. Or the date. So it was 1998, actually. So it was within the 90s, but it was, like, towards the end of it. Ooh, gross. And it was within the same year. So it wasn't like years and years spanning of this cult. It was just two separate incidences where they found one single adult cow that was butchered in the Incident woods. Incident I. Incident I? <laughs> yes. No, Is it's it? not. But I, no, but I think it's very funny. So there was a single adult cow that was found in the woods. And then I guess... A couple of weeks later after that, there was a group of calves that were discovered in a clearing that were completely torn apart as if. And then it was like set up to look like a ritual sacrifice. That sucks. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I like cows. I like cows, too. Wait, that kind of calf or was it a different calf? No, they were cow calves. Okay. I was like, maybe manatees, but. (laughs) (laughs) They're called calves. Yes, they went all the way to the ocean, deep dived and found baby manatees, and then pulled them back up and drove three hours back to land to ritualistic red to sacrifice them. (laughs) Yes. Okay. (laughs) Not me not being able to say ritualistic. No. (laughs) Ritualistic. Ritualistically. Ritualistic. 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 
Um, I guess it's easy to, you know, it's like, um, I don't know if that's really a cult cult because it yeah. feels like they're almost just saying, I mean, it's spooky and it's weird and it's kind of alarming to think about the fact that they never found who did that. But like, right. it kind of feels like they maybe just found mutilated animals and were so traumatized by it. And then also, again, it was still a little bit of satanic panic time. Right. So, Maybe they just found mutilated animals and were like, oh, fuck, Satanists. Because fun fact, actual Satanists don't do rituals like that. No, they don't. And they should, but they don't. (laughs) No, they shouldn't. Well, I mean, like, just, you know, stick to the status quo. I've been watching High School Musical, the musical, the series, sorry. I can tell. So, Colleen. Yes? Let's take it back to UFOs. (laughs) Yes. Please, let's bring it back to UFOs. There was another UFO sighting in 1972. This strange occurrence happened in the Bridgewater Triangle, uh, obviously. So Mm -hmm. it makes sense that there are still many mysterious objects that show up in the sky. So there have been lots of photographs and news reports uh, and more dating back over 100 years ago. But one sighting in particular stands out. Are you ready for this one? Ooh, yes. Okay, so the people in the South Shore area of Massachusetts, they all spotted a strange sight. A very large triangular object that looked like a baseball diamond. It was reported to be translucent by many, and the local Navy base received numerous calls inquiring about the object. To this day, no one has an answer to what it was. Uh, But the object was visible for over half an hour. At least 26 people confirmed seeing it. Oh, They, people were like, I don't know where this came from. And, you know, I'm one of the people who likes to believe aliens exist, but I also know that, you know, the government has a lot of really fast moving prototypes of like aircrafts that they don't show us. (laughs) And so this also could be an experiment because we've, we've known the government has been like, yeah, 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 that was an experiment that we did. And here's the proof. Um, So it could be something like that, but. I like to think it's aliens. So an interesting thing that I saw about this particular sighting um, was that after it all went down, um, the spokesman for the airbase came out and said that they did receive calls between 8 and 10 p.m. They received about 15 consecutive calls about what everybody saw in the sky. And then um, it said that they they they're in their statement. They said there's no longer any lace for us to forward and um, investigate any forward information. The Air Force has disbanded its UFO investigation project that they had set up. And they had disbanded that just three years before the sighting in 72. Oh, yeah. Yes. It was named Project Blue Book. Blue Balls? Yes. Project Blue Balls. Blue Balling names. Really? No. No, that's what I heard. Oh, I... (laughs) It, it kind of cut out, and I thought you said blue balls, and I was like, blue balls? <laughs> Project Blue Book was like oh, blue book. that okay. Air Force's UFO investigation branch kind of a thing. And yeah. um, so what they told everybody was that they had disbanded it three years before the massive 72 sighting. So uh-huh. some people believe that um, they lied, and they hadn't disbanded that project, mm-hmm. um, and that they have made contact like Ooh. some people believe that what they saw was aliens making contact. Uh, and then us going, what the fuck is that? Yeah. I, you know what, if there are other like 
planets with like i guess alien life that are like smarter than us are they watching us i wonder if they're watching us and going god they're really doing that i think that <laughs> or, we or, are aliens reality tv show we gotta be because like if there's something that can like defy the government and like come and go as it pleases and do whatever it seems like um we're like what the fuck are those and they were like we discovered aliens hundreds of years ago (laughs) the same age as you you know we've got to be something like that because (sighs) we're dumb along with all of the like ufos and potential cults and ritual sacrifices that have gone on already that we've talked about all the fun things all the fun things i want to talk now about the red-headed hitchhiker Ooh. Beware a redheaded man. It said that um this man was walking up the road to find a payphone and he saw a redheaded stranger. He asked yeah. the man for help and the man remained silent. Um he looked at him again and saw that his face was like really contorted and like he looked demonic or otherworldly. Um so then he was like he fucking ran like he booked it back to his car and to tell his wife and to like get the fuck out of there kind of a thing and he found her standing outside of the car looking absolutely scared shitless and he was like what's wrong like i i thought i was gonna scare you with my spooky story are you gonna scare me with a spooky story oh no and she said that she had turned on the radio and heard deranged laughter and a taunting voice that called her by name oh no that's awful (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so you need so like, to go there. <laughs> How about you Rent come back up car. here and visit me? Um, yeah, I know. So, real quick about this hitchhiker story, ready? Yeah. Um, so it's said that there are actually several different versions of this story and like people interacting with this redheaded man and stuff like that. Obviously, that's the scariest one, right? Yes. Um, but they've been reporting sightings of him for decades, and the description is always exactly the same. It's said that he wears a red flannel shirt with dirty jeans. He has boots with long reddish hair and a big bushy red beard. Um, and it said that Ew. the the like demonic contorted part of his face is that his eyes are empty. Mm. Is he cute? I mean. I guess if it, I guess it depends on if you like demonic redhead man. I don't know. I mean, I would be like, oh, hey, hottie. Is he like a, is he like a hottie with a body? You know what I mean? Like, like, um, is is he trying to trick me into like letting him whatever? And but like for me, he has to be a really hot guy. So I'd be like, oh my god, who's this little hot redheaded man? And then I'd be fucked over. Oh, yeah. So here's you know what, what I mean? happens if you pick him up in your car, just so you okay. know. So let's see if I should do this or not. (laughs) It's said that um, sometimes people will pick him up and he'll get into the backseat of the car. Um, Even if there's nobody else in the car, like if the passenger seat is open, he gets into the back. Yeah. Although I don't know why the fuck you would be picking up a hitchhiker if you were by yourself in a car. Oh, I know. Don't do that. (laughs) No, do do not do that, please. Don't do that. Um, So it said that people will ask where he's headed and he doesn't he doesn't speak but he points towards the same direction of the road that he was walking towards mm-hmm. um and after traveling down the road in a little bit he like he stays silent 
and then it says that he starts to giggle. And then as he's like giggling, it starts to turn into maniacal, uncontrollable laughter that pierces the ears of everybody in the vehicle. And it's usually around this point that people are like, okay, what the fuck? And they pull over to get him out of their car. Mm -hmm. And then once they um, pull over, uh, they will turn around to look at him to be like, shut the fuck up. And he's gone. Oh, some people have reported that they turn around to like be like, hey, can you stop doing that while they're still driving even or I'm going to have to like kick you out kind of a thing. Yeah. And like one person said that they were going 50 miles down the road and turned to turn her head to say, hey, stop doing that. And he was already gone. That's crazy. And then another person even said that after he vanished from the car, the music cut out on the radio and his laughter began to fill the car once more, taunting her by name. That's creepy. So like that's now two counts. Of this entity taking over the car's radio and calling out right. this person by name. Scary as hell, man. Very Are you scary. Sure you I don't here? <laughs> I don't think I would do that, but honestly, you know, if I'm on my, on my way to do something, I'm not gonna help people. <laughs> honestly. Or if I was like, like driving along like an empty highway, mm-hmm. I'm not picking anybody up in my car. Yeah. I have watched way too much Dateline for that. Oh, no. When I came back from a Christmas party from Cabrafe in Michigan, like mm-hmm. we were in like near the Amish towns up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just silent and no one else is there. And I'm like, keep your eyes on the road. Watch your watch your surroundings. There could be animals. There could be what if someone Crazy comes people? out and. Yeah, what if someone does that? I was like, you know how to drive, you know how to maneuver away from shit. You could win. Yeah, you're and pretty I'm like, good at like not getting your car hit. <laughs> yeah, I remember that time I saved our life. Yeah. Or at least like your life, God. Just, like slamming out of their driveway. Well, the, okay, so what happened was Colleen and I went for a drive, and uh, some guy was in front of us, and all of a sudden turned into a. A driveway, but then as we went to go we, back up, like immediately as we were driving past. Yeah, and like backed up as fast as they could, as, and I had to swerve the fuck out of the way into the other lane and around them because we would have gotten like fucking hit. Yeah. And thankfully, Colleen stopped me from <laughs> smacking a bitch. Oh my god. Do you so remember mad. that? <laughs> I do, I do. That's when I knew that you really loved me. Just kidding. I knew I you was loved like, me before that. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were like I they was could like, hurt you. They could have hurt my car. They could have like killed you. I'm gonna go back and tell them off. I'm gonna go beat the shit out of them. And I was like, no, you're not. Let's just take a breath. Let's pull over. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I, I, um, I do love you. I love you too. <laughs> Very protective. <laughs> yes, they almost hurt you. Anyway, let's get back to the podcast. Oh yes. Fun times. Fun. So yeah, I don't think I would do it. You don't think you would pick up the hitchhiker? No. Oh. Um, what I would like to see in this area is uh, a a sphere of fire in the sky. (laughs) (laughs) The king of transitions. Yes, queen. Um, so this one is pretty fun because. Um, most times when people see a UFO, they see this uh, sphere of fire at night in the sky. Um, and that it's so bright, it lights up like the entire town. Oh. Um, witnesses have spotted the balls of fire in 2011 
2021 separate reports were filed for both. Um, but that's pretty cool. Oh, that uh, is pretty cool. And it's like, yeah, is the, it specifically after people say that they saw a UFO or, or is it just like oh, a sorry. random thing? It's just a random thing. Sorry. I, I, uh, ever since they saw the UFOs, they, oh. didn't, they see spears of fire, the light of the sky or some shit like that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Interesting. I know. Right. I would like to see a sphere of fire in the sky. Fire in the sky. Robots. In disguise. <laughs> what? Yes. That's that's how you finish that. Okay, everybody. So we got a little bit off <laughs> topic <laughs> We got today. a little carried away talking about all this spooky stuff. So this is part one of our new series of the Bridgewater Triangle, yes. which may or may not be just one more. <laughs> Part one of two, yes. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. In the meantime, Colleen's going to go camping in the Bridgewater Triangle. I am not going to go camping in the middle of the Bridgewater Triangle. <laughs> Please, I will FaceTime live with you. Listen, children go missing there all the time, and I am an absolutely a child, okay? <laughs> you're, an, you're an adult-ish. Ish? You do adult things. I mean... Yeah, we're still young. Oh, I found a Cassie whisker. Anyways. Yeah, uh, this has All been right. interesting. Yes, I'm really excited to uh, continue this in part two. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about serial killers and missing children. Oh, and fun fact, part of the triangle actually um, falls in, or like covers Fall River. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. Ooh. So huh. not to put too fine a point on it, but it's also interesting to t- if you tie in the whole Lizzie Borden thing, if like Fall Ooh, River is within yes, the triangle. Yes, yes. All right, okay. friends. All right, friends. That's it for us today. Remember to uh, stay safe, stay spooky out there. And if you see a ghost, who are you going to call? The ghost gaze. Yes. A Bridgewater Triangle. <laughs> <laughs> Incidences is is is. Are are you uh are you looking for a lesbian? Oh my god. Um, if we have any lesbian listeners who live in the <laughs> Boston area, um, give well, Colleen a call at eight one zero. Jesus Christ! If you dox me on our podcast, I'm going to kill you. Does Kim Control yeah. listen to this? No, Kim Control does not listen to our podcast. <laughs>